entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. A show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. That's you, by the way. So you can inspire others. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest is Jake Wood. He's calling in from Los Angeles, I think. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? And are you, in fact, in Los Angeles today? I am in sunny Los Angeles today, yes. The last time we were together, you were in not-so-sunny Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. I guess we'll talk yeah. about that later, right? It got snowed in, <laughs> yeah. snowed in, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Let me introduce Jake. Jake is the co-founder and CEO of Team Rubicon, a nationwide nonprofit that provides military veterans with the opportunity to continue their service by responding to natural disasters and global crisis. As a leading veteran advocate, Jake speaks around the country on issues facing returning veterans. Prior to Team Rubicon, Jake served as a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps with deployments to both Iraq and Afghanistan as a scout sniper. Jake received numerous awards in combat and was the honor graduate of recruit training the School of Infantry and Marine Scout Sniper course. Jake received a bachelor's degree from the University of Wisconsin, where he played four years of varsity football. What an interesting background, Jake Wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't take a straight line to where I am today, that's for sure. <laughs> I guess not. So uh, some people may remember your name. Some people may already recognize Team Rubicon. But let's start the discussion Tell me about a 60-minute segment that you did, and you were talking about a gentleman by the name of Clay Hunt. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, 60 Minutes is, uh, is, the, is the type of show anybody would love to be on. It's such an iconic show, of course. Uh, I never hoped to be on 60 Minutes discussing the suicide of one of my best friends, but... Um, in 2011, uh, Clay Hunt, who you know was uh, a, a very dear friend of mine, uh, took his own life in Houston, Texas. Clay, we'd served together in Iraq and Afghanistan. We were sniper partners together uh, at, at sniper school, um, you know, and he was involved early on in Team Rubicon. Uh, and uh, about two years after he got out of the Marine Corps, uh, he joined uh, the long, long list of, of veterans who have taken their own life since service. Uh, it's estimated about 20 veterans a day, uh, commit suicide. Mm. 
And, uh, you know, so that was that was very tragic. Clay was also a, a pretty outspoken and public advocate for post-traumatic stress awareness and uh, and seeking treatment. And so 60 Minutes you know, was intrigued by his story, how a guy who was encouraging all of his brothers and sisters in arms to get help himself ultimately succumbed to suicide. So, you know, Clay's Clay's death had a, a huge impact on me and my life. Obviously, I felt, uh, you know, like I had let him down in some way, you know, being a being partners on mm-hmm. a sniper team is as close a bond as you can get. And mm-hmm. so you really feel like that that bond um, lives on even after the combat fades. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately, you know, he didn't make it through the other side. So. so Clay was kind of there at the beginning, I think, of Team Rubicon. So let's be clear on exactly what you do or did at Team Rubicon. How did it start? Where did it come from? Uh, what was the inspiration? Yeah, you know, there was no, as with many entrepreneurial ideas, you know, I didn't start, you know, in a, in a conference room in front of a whiteboard. Um, I'd gotten out of the Marine Corps in late 2009, was applying to graduate school. And in early 2010, about three months after I got out, the Haiti earthquake happened. And I wanted to help. I wanted to see if I could go down and, and assist that effort. Uh, it's, you know, just looking at it on the news over the first 24 hours seems so similar to what I'd done in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but none of the organizations that were down there were willing to take a, a random volunteer, regardless of what kind of skill or experience he or she might have. So I called a bunch of friends that I'd served with, Clay included. And uh, together, we, we put together a team of about eight folks that went down there. We got there about four days after the earthquake, started doing medical triage work. And, um, you know, fast forward now nine years, and the organization's grown from those original eight volunteers to over 100,000 volunteers across the country. Wow. <clears throat> so the idea, I think, confirm this for me, is that veterans returning from service – the idea of brotherhood, um, the idea of purpose, is that one of the driving things behind Team Rubicon? Well, it is. I, I think well, the way we look at it is that there's this untapped uh, human capital. Um, you know, the U.S. taxpayer invests a ton of money, uh, more money than the next 20 nations combined into its military. And so we are taking, you know, millions of men and women, giving them tremendous training, uh, developing their skill. They've earned a lot of uh, hard earned experience overseas in really tough conditions. And when they come back and they get out of the military, you know, we're not asking for a, a further return on that investment. And so what Team Rubicon's doing is tapping into that potential and really activating um, that military skill and experience to help communities after disasters and humanitarian crises. And to your point, what we've seen is that they're yearning for this. You know, mm. a lot of them get out and they have a very successful transition into uh, a civilian sector job, be it, you know, going back to school or going and working for a bank or an insurance firm or the local auto body shop. But they, they still are searching for that mission. And so we're able to provide that for them. So your website, I want to confirm this, is teamrubiconusa.org. Is that correct? That is correct. TeamRubiconUSA.org. Um, you are a nonprofit, so I would That's like right. I would like my listeners uh, to hear that website. I'm going to say it again in a minute. I'm going to say it several times. Um, Jake and all those folks, all those volunteers need your help. So TeamRubiconUSA.org. So the idea um, is to help uh, uh, veterans put them uh, in 
I guess, another form of active duty, I guess. And so there's another part that I saw that I wasn't aware of, and I want to share this too, and I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm just going to spell it. What's, what's P-O-S-R-E-P or POS rep? What's that? And what's that about? Why is that connected? Yeah, that was a, that was a separate effort that I I started, um, you know, boy, seven years ago now. Uh, Also, well, in, in other ways, inspired by Clay. Uh, Pause Rep was a, uh, a mobile app that we built for iOS that uh, basically served as a local proximity uh, social network uh, for military veterans. So there was a there was a movement a couple of years ago. It was called the Solo Mo movement in mm-hmm. the tech community. Solo yeah. Mo stood for social, local, mobile. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know none of those uh, social networks actually really survived. Pause Rep included, but. The yeah. concept came about at Clay's funeral in Houston. Um, during the funeral, I, I saw three guys we'd served with in Iraq that we hadn't seen in years. And the tragic part was that they all lived with about within about 15 miles of each other, but nobody knew that the other one was was mm. nearby. And so, you know, I, I took some, in, you know, incorporated an idea, got some investors together. We built up a social network yeah. that would allow veterans to discover other veterans around them and then link up and create that social cohesion. Uh, here in our communities at home. Um, you know, it's a, the tech space is crowded. It's a tough game. Yeah, uh, we ended yeah. up having to, to shut down and, you know, the investors lost their money, unfortunately. Um, but we, we got a few, you know, I'd say 25,000 users on it, um, which is not a lot for a social network, but, yeah. uh, yeah. we saw some really great interventions. We saw a lot of veterans reaching out in need and other veterans, you know, who again, were only just discovering them through this network. Uh, reaching out and, and providing them the help that they needed, the assistance that they needed. So, you know, we, I think in the end it was worthwhile. We sure. impacted some lives, but uh, not a, su- a commercial success. Uh, has that been replaced in some way of helping them communicate with each other, with somebody local? Is it, is it, is it now replaced with, does it use Facebook or whatever? Has that been replaced with anything, Jake? Or that uh, not officially, you know, maybe unofficially? Th- no, well, I mean, unofficially, yes. I mean, Facebook and uh, you know, Twitter and a couple of other right. the existing networks help people connect, but it's it's really hard to actually discover new social yeah. networks through some of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I think what people are lear- yearning for are those those face to face interactions, and so Correct. going back to Team Rubicon, yep. you know, organizations like ours can help connect people back into their community in a more meaningful way, which is you know, which is great. Yeah. You travel the country delivering a message. Um, And again, I was aware of you. I did read your book, Take Command, Lessons in Leadership, How to Be a First Responder in Business. I read that. That's already out a few years ago already, isn't it? (laughs) And uh, we met in uh, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You uh, presented at Wilkes University. It was terrific. I enjoyed meeting you, and I enjoyed the presentation. And one of the things, well, the thing you talked about, uh, in your presentation, I hope you can give us a few minutes on it now, is the whole idea of the one and the nine, building teams and organizations that win. Tell me tell me about that, the one and the nine. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, or parables, if you will, is from a Greek philosopher, Heraclitus, who talks about the hundred men that go into battle. And, you know, it's something that I've tried to use uh, internally here at Team Rubicon to, to really 
focus people on how do we find the right individuals for our teams, the nine, as Heraclitus would call them, the nine fighters who win the battle and mm-hmm. you know, develop them, build a culture that helps guide their decisions in the absence of orders. How do we craft a vision that inspires them and aligns them to a common cause? And then finally, how do we really aspire ourselves to be you know, that one that they turn to in times of uncertainty and times of chaos? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know that there's a a precise prescription for how that's done, but we have to be conscious of the types of people we're surrounding ourselves with and how we are investing in them and putting them in a position to succeed. How are we empowering them to take action on our behalf? And then, like I said, that how do we build that culture uh, that really is the DNA of our organizations that truly does guide their decisions in the absence of our orders? Um, it's, you know, it's a framework that we've used with some success internally. I think people can really wrap their minds around, um, this concept of the one and the nine, because I think that they've lived it, you know, they've been in the military, they've been in other large organizations and they understand that there's a stark difference between those, you know, those 10 folks who shouldn't even be there. Those 80 Heraclitus says are nothing more than sheep. And then those nine that you can count on to do anything, regardless of circumstance, regardless of resources, regardless of information. Um, how do we build that type of organization? Great business lesson in the book. Uh, Jake's book is Take Command, Lessons in Leadership, How to Be a First Responder in Business. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend that you go to teamrubiconusa.org. That's teamrubiconusa.org. Um, like we've already said, you travel the country. Uh, you need uh, financial support, volunteer support. Uh, here's a question that may throw you off, but I know you're a bright guy. <laughs> What uh, people would argue? <laughs> <laughs> no, I met you. You're pretty sharp. Um, what What do you want to talk about now that is not talked about enough in t- in terms of Team Rubicon in team in terms of the work that you're doing? Uh, let's go beyond the standard stuff. What, what What is it that you really want to get out to primarily a business audience about your work? Uh, as an entrepreneur, your work at Team Rubicon. Talk to me about that. I, I kept talking to give you a, a couple seconds to think about that. Uh, you know, I think what we really try to do is challenge people to go beyond their traditional models of what a nonprofit or a charity is. You know, we have tried to build our organization in the model of any Silicon Valley startup. You know, we're fast paced, we're innovative, we are. Uh, leveraging the best technologies. We're building technologies in-house. We're relentlessly committed to things like transparency and accountability to our donors. Uh, We, uh, you know, we utilize data and the insights from data to make actionable, intelligent decisions in a way that, you know, uh, a major Fortune 100 company would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they have this outdated thought of what a nonprofit is. They think of, you know, people ringing bells outside of the Walmart uh, uh-huh. to raise money. And they think of, you know, people, you know, bringing a box of non-perishable goods and dropping it on somebody's doorstep. And that's all great charity. You know, that's great charity. It does a, it, you know, and it serves a really great purpose. But we're thinking, how do we do more work? How do we do it uh, better? How do we do it faster? And how do we do it for less money? And we're relentlessly focused on that using all of the, you know, the most, innovative business practices out there. Um, and that's really what I want people to think of when they think of what a charity can be and should be. Yeah, I mean, just the thought of 
um, Haiti as the extreme example where it kind of started. I mean, to respond to something quickly all over the world is a logistical challenge that kind of boggles my mind, Jake. So to get that done, you need a level of sophistication, man, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, if you want to do it well and if you want to do right by the people that you're serving and the people that are funding your mission, you need to be committed to that type of innovation, that type of accountability and that type of, I guess, you know, relentless pursuit of excellence. Do you look for and are you welcoming, you know, let's say bigger companies that want to be like a key supporter in addition to, you know, I'm certainly I'm sure you'll take uh, whatever donations come your way. But it would be would bigger corporations or any corporations that really wants to vote a little more time, energy and money. Is that something you would welcome? Yeah, absolutely. And we do we do a ton of it. I mean, we're, we're in the middle of this digital transformation right now in partnership with Microsoft, where we're investing you know, a couple million dollars uh, on building out some digital tools in partnership with uh, Microsoft's uh, Dynamics 365 platform, building out a, a new uh, common data model for the nonprofit sector, as well as a new volunteer management system that we are, we're driving the innovation on, and then we're, we're making it uh, available to the entire nonprofit space through GitHub. Um, mm. you know, free of charge. So mm. yeah, absolutely. We, we try to partner with the best in class and, uh, you know, leverage what they do best to make us better at what we do best. An entrepreneurial focus on uh, nonprofits. That's what it's about. So let's close with this. Um, what are veterans and their families saying to you? What, what's, what feedback are you getting from the veterans and their families and their spouses? For instance, we heard from a spouse when you're in Wilkesboro, Melissa Swire, when you were here. And uh, that was a moving presentation. So what are you hearing from those folks? Uh, one of the common refrains we get is, you know, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I hear a lot from Vietnam veterans. We've got a lot of Vietnam vets that are leaving the, the workforce, they're retiring, and a lot of them are joining Team Rubicon now. And, and I'll often hear them say something to the effect of, you know, if Team Rubicon had existed in 1968, yeah, uh, my life would be fundamentally different. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty powerful to hear. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that that's you know that's the type of feedback that lets us know that we've really struck a vein. Uh, you know that that can just pay you know tremendous dividends to our country and our communities. Yeah, yeah. Um, spouses and families um, sometimes are ignored. Um, I think that's being improved. Do you see that happening also? I, I do. I, you know, you talked about Miss Swire out there in, in Wilkes-Barre and, you know, she's a tremendous example of the the burden that our, our military families often have to bear. Um, a lot of these men and women are coming back. They need uh, often, you know, full-time support, um, caretaker support. Uh, and, you know, you see spouses who have to leave jobs, uh, yeah. have to move closer to hospitals and uproot families. And I think that there has been a deeper understanding. We're not there yet. Uh, we can do better. We must do better. But I think that the, the, there is a spotlight on that now. Yeah. And, and justifiably so. My guest is Jake Wood. He's the co-founder and CEO of Team Rubicon. You can learn more about them. Whether you're a military or not military, you want to learn more about them by going to TeamRubiconUSA.org. That's TeamRubiconUSA.org. Again, my guest has been Jake Wood. Any closing comments, Jake? No, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Uh, obviously, we have big ambitions at Team Rubicon and 
uh, you know, the, there are communities in distress and in need out there that we're trying to reach. And uh, the more people who know about the work that we're doing, the, the better we can reach them. So I appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Jake, it's uh, terrific. It was great to meet you a few months ago, and I'm honored that you're a part of the Business Builder Show. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.